First Corinthians chapter two, verse seven. First Corinthians chapter two, verse seven. I'll put it up on the screen. Um, when I was with you last Sunday evening, we were looking at the connection between our Heavenly Father being able to re- reveal His truth to us and how the revealing of truth in our lives releases the potential that has been placed inside of us. Um, let, let me give you an example. We've been talking about this on Wednesday nights, and a lot of you who are here on Sunday nights also come on Wednesday nights. We see in Scripture where Father has given to every person the measure of faith. And we said that that measure of faith inside of you represents some of the greatest untapped potential. Even if you're tapping it, it's, there's still, I mean, there's nothing in this world the measure of faith inside of you can't overcome. There's no mountain it can't move. There's no obstacle it can eradicate. I mean, it's, again, it represents some of the greatest untapped potential uh, still to be released um, in our lives. So notice how revelation Father God revealing truth to us about faith, revealing truth to us about what faith is, revealing truth to us about how faith works, revealing truth to us about how to activate and release the faith that's in our hearts and and, and how to operate in faith, walk by faith, live by faith, right? Father God revealing all these things to us. Notice how as that revelation concerning faith comes in our lives, it's allowing us to release the potential of that faith in our lives. Are you, are you seeing this? Same is true. You realize that Father has never created a human being to be poor. He, he never intended, we were just seeing that a moment ago. We were created to rule and reign in life. And if that's, if that's newsflash to you, then welcome it, please. But that's, the scriptures are full of that from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. We were created by God to rule and reign in life He didn't create you so much to rule over you as he created you to rule through you. So that's the potential that every one of us possesses. But if we have no revelation of that, you understand what I'm saying? If it's never revealed to us inwardly, I'm not talking about you ever hear somebody stand in front of you and talk about it. That's one thing. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit revealing in your inward man, that light coming on inside of you. If you have no revelation of that, the potential that you have to rule and reign in life will be unrealized. The potential that you have. The Bible says he's given you the ability to get wealth. He's given you the ability to get wealth. The Bible has much to say about Father God prospering you and me financially. Every person in this room has within him or her the potential to be wealthy. To be wealthy. Come on now, that was a good place for you to say amen. Every person in this room has the potential to be wealthy. I didn't say greedy, I said wealthy. Wealthy, there's a difference. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about uh, possessions having you, I'm talking about you having money, not money having you, there's a difference. It's, money's not the root of all evil, the love of money's the root of all evil. Putting money before God is the root of all evil. But every person in this room has the potential, every person in this room has the potential to be wealthy. Wealthy. The body of Christ needs some wealthy men and women today. Brother Keith Moore was teaching on this recently and he used the example of Joseph of Arimathea. He's a very wealthy disciple. The Bible says he was a disciple and he was wealthy. See, we think disciples are supposed to be poor. No, a disciple, he was wealthy. 
so wealthy that when he knocked on Pontius Pilate's door, he was welcomed in. When he asked for the body of Jesus, he was given it. You understand what I'm saying? Because what in our world today, wealth equals influence. And Joseph was a wealthy man. He had influence, and he used that influence to glorify God. They would have thrown Jesus' body in a ditch somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? They, they would not have given him a, a, a formal burial like that, much less in that freshly hewn uh, sepulcher tomb, you know. So it's, it's the revelation that we're lacking, not the potential. We got the potential. It's the revelation that we need. And so Proverbs 29, 18, that's where we were on last Sunday night. We were linking those two things together because where there's no revelation, the potential is lost, right? Now, look at what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. If you underline or highlight things in your Bible, underline or highlight that word our because he's not just talking about the glory of God, he's talking about the glory of man, he's talking about your glory. And, and glory here is talking about the highest and best. I talk a lot here in the foundry about living your best life. We're not just here to survive, we're here to thrive. And, and this verse, when it speaks of the wisdom of God hidden for our glory, he's talking about what you and I need to know what we need to have revealed to us in order to live our best life. And it, and it comes from the wisdom of God. And because it's hidden for, not from us, it requires some effort on our part. And it's not just physical effort. I'm not saying there isn't physical effort involved. There is absolutely physical effort involved. It, it was physical effort that got you here tonight. Um, it, was, it was, you know, I don't know about you, I, I've had a really busy day. I, we, we made it home for a few minutes, and I sat down on the sofa, fell sound asleep. And uh, about 30 minutes, you know, and I'm waking up like, man, I'm just like, okay, well, it's church time, right? So it required some effort for us to get here, and, and thankful uh, for that, diligently seeking Father. But it also requires some effort when it comes to our attitude. It, it also requires, you know, some, some effort when it comes to um, setting a, a priority in our life and, and giving place uh, to things in our lives. So he says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. That mystery means secret, sacred, hidden truth. It's speaking of wisdom and truth that you'll never know, you'll never see unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, unless Father God through the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. Um, you, you as a matter of fact, let me, I've got the verse further down. Um, in my notes. Let me go ahead and put it up on the screen right now while we're here. If you skip down to verse 14, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14, it says, but the natural man, I'll put it on the screen, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. Now, in life, there are things, just naturally, physically speaking, there are things that we can discern because we've, we have knowledge of it. And that knowledge can come through different channels. We could have knowledge of it because we watched a YouTube video. We Googled it. We got some knowledge. I don't know about you. I've, I've with the Lord's help, been able to repair and, and pull off some pretty cool things around my home and, 
and fixing my automobiles and things of that nature by watching, you know, Googling it, watching some YouTube videos. Amen. And, and thankful for that. Um, we, we also see that, that there are ways that we can uh, discern things naturally j just through experience. Just because, you know, been there, done that, uh, and, and maybe been there, done that a lot. And, and, um, and so now we, you know, we're able to look at it. And, um, the Lord has really blessed this family of faith with a, with a gentleman named Johnny Weekly. And um, he keeps all of our air conditioners and all of our buildings up and running. And, and uh, uh, Pastor Mark McClellan, he, he, he says he's a magician. And um, man, I'm going to tell you, uh, <laughs> he, he is anointed to, to fix air conditioners. And we're so thankful for, uh, for Johnny Weekly. But the thing about it is he's been doing it for so long. Um, we actually had an issue with, with uh, one of the air conditioners over in the rental property uh, the other day. And, and it turns out that it had too much Freon in it, right? We don't even know how that happened. Um, uh, Mr. Weekly doesn't know how it happened. Uh, but the point being, he's done this so long, he was able to discern it from his experience. He was able to look at his, his gauges and meters and through a process of elimination, he said the only thing it can be is, and he, you know, vacuum some of the Freon out of it and boom, things starts working like a champ. Again, notice now he's, that's wisdom, right? It's about results. It's not, it's not about debating it or discussing it. It's not about sitting around drinking coffee and talking about, you know, old air conditioner repair stories. It's, 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 about, it's about getting the thing cooling again because the people over there are trying to work and it's hot, right? You, you, you see what I'm saying? That's wisdom. So here, though, he says that when it comes to the things of the Spirit of God, again, this is mystery now. This is secret, sacred, hidden truth. These are things that, that are not just laying on the surface that you're stumbling over in life. These are, these are the deeper things of God. When it comes to um, the things the Spirit of God, the natural man does not receive them, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. So notice, it's not just that he don't. He don't because he can't. He cannot. He can't. He can't, right? There's my Southern English coming out, right? Can't, right? <laughs> because he can't. He doesn't because he can't. Are you seeing this? It, it just simply, we could say it this way, it doesn't compute. It makes no sense. It's, it's foolishness. They're foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're not naturally discerned. They're not, they're not discerned because you Googled it. They're not discerned because you've got some experience with it. They're discerned because the Holy Spirit inside of you is revealing it to you. The Holy Spirit inside of you is helping you to, to understand these things to the point that you're able to operate and flow in them. Are you with me so far? All right, now, I know we've looked at this verse a time or two already, but I'm going to put it up on the screen one more time. Matthew 13, 34, and 35. Again, it says, All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Now, I want you to be sure and tie this verse, especially verse 35. I'll open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Connect that verse, please. Let the Holy Spirit help you do it with 1 Corinthians 2, 7 again. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. 
It was appointed, we could say it was put in place before time began um, for our glory. And we see that some of those things were revealed throughout the Old Testament by the Holy Spirit through the prophets. But we see that a lot of the truth that we need to rule and reign in life, to live at our highest and best, it was reserved and not revealed until it was revealed to us by and through Jesus. Are you still with me? This wisdom that we need to live our best life, a lot of it was not even made available to mankind until Jesus came. Now I've got some ideas on why that's the case. Number one, remember Jesus came to take away our sins and fill us with the Holy Spirit. There are things that we would never be able to process or understand apart from the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Do you remember when Jesus said to his disciples, I still have so many things to tell you, but you're not able to bear them now. Jesus knew apart from the Holy Spirit living inside of them, they would never be able to connect with those truths. Or I like to say it this way, take the ball and run with it. I mean, Jesus could have told them, they could have taken notes, they could have repeated it back to him, but that's not the same as hearing it, seeing it, and perceiving it with the heart. And so again, a lot of these truths that Jesus spoke in parables and began, remember, that's the other thing here. This is, the Gospels record all that Jesus began to do and teach. And as he stood there and told his disciples, there's still so many more things that you need to know, but you're not able to bear them yet. He didn't leave us hanging. What did he say? He said, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he's going to take you by the hand. He's going to lead you and guide you into some truth, most truth, all truth. All truth. All means, guess what? All. So do you realize then that, that Father God is not holding back anything you know from him, you know, that you need to know that he knows. He's made it all available. He's, he's given you access. Um, the only thing that I am aware of that he has not made available to Jesus or to us is when he's going to send Jesus to come get us. But other than that, everything he knows is available for you to tap into. Think about that for a moment now. Everything he knows, the mysteries, the secret and sacred hidden truths that will make all the difference in your life, in my life. Amen. Now, I know that, and, if, and especially for those of you who are here on Sunday morning and Sunday night, I'm not apologizing, but I know we've been back to these verses multiple times. I want to I make at least one more run at this tonight because, number one, the extreme importance here. But number two, I just, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm really not yet satisfied that I've given it the the best explanation um, that, it, that it requires. And so, let's go back. You're in Matthew 13, I believe. Let's skip from 34. Let's go back up to verse 11, all right? So, Matthew chapter 13, verse 11. When you find it, look at me, okay? I guess you already found it if you're looking, if you want to find it, okay? 
your physical eyes are only able to see a very small window of all there is to see. Now, I know that may sound kind of extreme or spooky or whatever, but no, no, listen to me. We call it the visible light spectrum. It begins with red and it progresses through violet. Roy G. Biv, do y'all remember that from science and middle school? And all those different colors of light, if you will, our physical eyes are able to see them. But there is light on the other side of red called infrared. And you, you, you can't see infrared light. Doesn't mean it's not there. It's just your eyes can't see it. Are you with me? Anybody ever heard of ultraviolet light? That's all the light that's on the other side of violet. Again, it's very real. Our eyes can't see in those places. It can't see in that, in that realm, but it's there. What our eyes can see is a very small, or we could say narrow window of the entire spectrum of light that is available. Okay? Now, when it comes to the light that we can see, because, because that's what we're familiar with, that's what we function in, that's that's how we operate, okay? And because, you know, somebody like me or a science teacher can stand up in front of you and explain this to you, it's like, oh yeah, well, okay, but as long as it changes the channel on my television or, it, you know, the doctor's able to spray my arm when it's injured or what, we don't really think about, um, you know, light outside of what we normally function in, okay? Now, take that same concept and I want you to think about not a spectrum of light, but a spectrum of truth. Okay? You understand that, that there are laws of physics that govern this universe that humankind has not yet discovered or figured out. I mean, God understands it. It's, it's very, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the wisdom of God, you know, the, the, the symmetry, the balance, um, the, the further away that we're able to see, the more that we realize that it's not just a moon around our earth and our earth around the sun. It's our sun around um, a galaxy, and it's a galaxy also. In other words, if, if you could zoom out, not just, remember those models in, in, uh, in school, you know, the solar system and all the planets going around the sun? That's just one piece but the whole thing is like a watch. In other words, the whole universe is in movement and it's in synchronization. And, and every bit of, the, even the vastness of it um, is necessary to sustain life on our little microscopic speck of dust called Earth. Are you following what I'm saying here? And Father God understands all of that. So when we talk about this truth spectrum, this truth spectrum, we, we have this part that we understand and that we've been given the light on. Do you understand what I mean by that? You know, 
I need you to shed some light on that for me, Pastor Mark, right? That we've had explained to us that we understand to the point that we can function in. Listen to me, please. I'm not trying to offend anybody in this room. It's a very narrow part of that that we see right now. But in the same way that what's on either side of that that we can't see because it's out of sight, it's out of mind because we, as we said this morning, we don't know what we don't know and many times we let what we do know keep us from learning what we don't know. That we can, we can get stuck in the reality that we understand and never try to move outside of that reality by taking the necessary steps of faith to do that. Let me, let me try to thank you for helping me, Holy Spirit. Let me, you're at the verse, right? So let me, let me go ahead and read these verses right quick, and then we'll, we'll land this plane right here. Verse 11, Jesus answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Now, we've mentioned this a time or two, but this is the most important parable Jesus ever taught us. And he taught a bunch of parables. But he said, understanding this one, would become the master key to understanding all the other parables. But remember now, lest we forget, the parables are the vehicle for the truth that's been hidden, set aside, appointed for us to be able to live our best lives. So this parable is of urgent importance. And I believe these two verses right here are critical in nature to understanding this parable, in, in, in other words, if this, is, if this were a song, this would be the bridge, okay? Um, Jesus gives the parable, right? Then he explains the parable, but bridging between giving the parable and explaining the parable, this is, this is a part of what he says. And they ask a question, why do you tell stories? And he says, I tell stories because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. So let's go back to our spectrum of truth. The average person can see this much. When there is that much and more to see. Are you following me? Average person can see this much. Okay. Jesus had given a group of people the ability and I, I'm just for sake of trying to illustrate it. Jesus had given a certain group of people, select group of people, he gave them the ability to see this much. They could see what other people couldn't see. They understood things other people didn't understand. They were like, as a matter of fact, that was even, I think, what led to the question. They're like, Jesus, you're always giving these parables, you know? But remember, they're saying that because they see this much. The overwhelming multitude of people that Jesus was talking to, they didn't see this much. They saw this much. But Jesus wants them to see this much, but they're only seeing this much right now. And so he keeps telling them these stories. But notice now what Jesus is saying. He said, I'm, I'm trying to show them more. And to him who has this much, he'll soon have this much. 
Because to him more will be given. And he'll be able to see more and more and more and more. But to those who only see this much right now and do not have the right attitude towards what they're being shown, if, if something doesn't change, even what they see will be taken from them. That window will close, and it closed on a lot of folks. There were a lot of people who were very interested in Jesus. There were a lot of people who were very stirred by Him and, and moved by Him. It began with John the Baptist, and John the Baptist did his job, and he got people ready. And now it went from John and the revival that, that God brought through John. Now Jesus comes on the scene, and, and the Lord is really stirring and working in, in, in people's lives. But there are a whole lot of folks, man, who, who, who like King Agrippa, they were almost persuaded but again, because they did not give Jesus and His words the place that they deserve in their lives. What they saw, they didn't appreciate. They weren't thankful. They weren't humble. And eventually, it just narrowed out until the light that was in them became darkness yet again. Is this making sense to you? Is this too off the cuff here? Or not off the cuff, but too you know, bizarre? I'm not, I hope you see what... I know those of you who are only listening and not watching by video, it's like I'm using my hands to you know, show like a broader spectrum of, of what people can see. Let's go to this same two verses in the message translation. He replied, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. So, I think the big question that is, is implied here and answered here is why were some people given the ability to see this much and other people given the ability to see this much? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? In other words, why could some folks only see eight inches on the truth spectrum and other people could see 36 inches on the truth spectrum? Why, you know, is, is, is Father playing favorites? Is, is, you know, is this fair? You know, is this just? Is this right? Well, first of all, we know God is fair, just, and right. So we, we can't accuse Him of, 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 you know, not doing for one person what He's done for another person. But what we're seeing here is the difference because what's this whole parable about? It's about the attitude of a person's heart in relationship to the Word of God. How does an individual respond to the Word of God? What is their respect for the Word of God? How high do they value it? How precious is it to them? How much does it mean to them? How willing are they um, to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to hang in there even when it initially doesn't make sense to them? You understand what I'm saying? That, that is really what's going on here. So notice the message translation, and I apologize, I, didn't, I read it, but I didn't put it up on the screen. But the message translation says that when someone has a ready heart, the insights and understandings flow freely. Right?
this to me is, all right, so let me, thank you, Holy Spirit. So let's go back to both the light and the truth spectrum and what we can see right now. And because this is all we can see, if we're not careful, it's very easy for us to think that this is all there is. But it's not. There's so much more. But when it comes to the revelation that you need to live the life that Father created you to live, the only way you'll ever see it is if you appreciate it before you do, is if you respect it and value it and treasure it before you actually possess it. He said it was like a, a man who was crossing through a pasture, taking a shortcut, and he found treasure in a field. And he went, and what did he do? He sold everything he had to buy the field so that he could claim the treasure. Before he could ever claim the treasure, he had to buy the field. Before he could ever buy the field, he had to sell everything he had. He sold everything he had to buy the field. He bought the field so he could get the treasure, right? There's treasure here that will not only change your life, but it'll change the entire course of generations in your family tree. And the devil has tried your whole life to keep you blinded to it. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the eyes of those, right? He's tried your whole life to blind you to these things because he knows that if you never learn them, the chances of other generations in your family learning them has decreased dramatically, right? And he also knows that if you get a hold of this, the chances of other people and other people close to you and even other generations of your family getting a hold of this just increased dramatically. So it's not just about you and me tonight. It's, it's, it's about future generations. It's about the body of Christ a hundred years from now should Jesus tarry his return to this earth. For that matter, it's about the body of Christ a hundred years from now if Jesus comes back 50 years from now. These things have eternal implications, eternal consequences. Amen. Especially when you understand that your rewards in heaven are based upon how much of this truth you're operating in that's releasing the talents. What do those talents represent in that parable? They represented what your creator has given you, trusted you with to use to, do you see what I'm saying? So it, there's so much dependent upon us understanding this and connecting with this and embracing this. It is, it is just so profoundly important. And so I hope that you'll understand why I just keep feeling so compelled to come back to this and back to this and back to this. You say, well, I just don't get it, Pastor Mark. You never will un un until you make it a priority. I just, don't, I just don't see what other people are so excited about. And my brother and my sister, you'll never see it unless you make it the most important thing in your life. Because if your eye be single, 
Your whole body will be full of light. Your whole body will be full of light. Right? Amen. Stand with me. Praise God. Praise God. What's that saying when we learn music, every good boy does fine? All cows eat grass. Y'all remember anybody take music? You remember that, right? Amen. Um, as it relates to the word, a ready heart, willing to respond, we'll receive the revelation. Amen. As it relates to the word, a ready heart, willing to respond, we'll receive the revelation. As it relates to the word, a ready heart, willing to respond, we'll receive the revelation. As it relates to the word, come on now, a ready heart, willing to respond, we'll receive the revelation. A heart that's not ready, that's not willing to respond, will not receive <laughs> the revelation, right? Brother Keith Moore asked the Lord one time, just humbly in tears, Father, why have you shown me so much? Why have you blessed me so much? Why have you taught me so much? And the Lord's simple answer to him was, because Keith, I knew you would appreciate it, son. I knew you'd do something with it, right? Oh, do you see that right there? Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You get anything out of this? Amen. Father, thank you. Yes, Father, we give you and your Holy Spirit, Father, a shout of praise tonight. Because you alone are worthy, Jesus. You did what none of us could and none of us would if we could. You did it for us, Jesus. You talk about manning up. You manned up. You became a man when you weren't one. And you did as a man for us on that cross and in that grave and in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. And then you defeated death. And you went and poured your blood out on that altar. And that blood now cries out 24-7 for us. Thank you, Jesus. Teach us by your Holy Spirit to give you and your word the place in our lives, the respect, the honor, the time, the effort, the diligence. Lord, that we could see and, and, and embrace and, 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 and understand. Lord, your truth and your ways and your wisdom. Unlock our understanding, Father. Please give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power directed towards us, the working of your mighty power which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead. Oh, Father, give us that, that spirit of, of revelation and wisdom and understanding, Father, in these things. Thank you, Lord, for these Beautiful people, Lord. Father, thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, how it must touch your heart and bless you, Lord, when we could be doing a thousand other things, but we chose instead to come and honor you tonight. Father, I believe from your word that we've chosen the better part. We've chosen the best part tonight. And what we've received here will not be taken from us. We declare it to be so in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus.